The Sanctuary, a community of Jesus people promoting the glory of God in all things to all nations through gospel-centered missional living. Whether it be working with groups in Africa to build orphanages and help rid the continent of AIDS, or feeding the hungry, giving to the oppressed, and helping the hurting who live in our own community, The Sanctuary invites you to be part of a culture of passionate service. You can change your world. Be inspired. Join the movement. It is great to see everybody here today, and we are excited about what God has for us. Um, So if I asked all of us in the room, not just our guests today, but if I asked everybody that was here today, what do you want for Christmas, how would you answer that question? And for the most part, we, again, we talked about this last week here, but we tend to come in with, with lists or things that we really would like to have for Christmas. So there's songs that talk about this that we probably at least have heard if we're not really familiar with. All I want for Christmas is you. Mariah Carey said that apparently. I want a hippopotamus for Christmas. Me, I want a hula hoop. Sugar plum fairies dancing in our heads. Some of us want, we're going to write songs. Our kids, millennials, you guys are going to write songs about, I want a Nintendo Switch for Christmas. Bicycles, eye watches, right? There's all kinds of stuff that we would like to have for Christmas. Now, unfortunately, the things that we want for Christmas aren't always what we need, right? Like our wants don't always match up to really what we need for Christmas. We just have a lot of stuff that we want, okay? So I'm going to show you a quick video where I'm going to kind of try to point out that what we want isn't probably always what we should get. Can you show this real quick? I broke my back. <laughs> what do you mean by that? You broke back it? is broken. What uh, a vertebrae or, or well, what portion? Spinal. <laughs> so even Mike Tyson doesn't always know what he needs and get what he wants, right? There's just stuff that we want. I've got this stuff here. I want to use it here. Over the years, I wanted to bring some of the stuff that I think I wanted at some point or another and show you guys stuff. So first of all, I've got my pocket. I have my pocket because it no longer works. This is a really nice watch that my, and my sister-in-law gave it. Mindy, I don't remember what, this has been a long time. It's a very, very, very nice watch. I don't even know if it works anymore. I guess the battery's dead, but I don't even know. Really nice. At some point, that was a big deal, apparently. Um, I have over here, if you could see this, those of you guys that are up front, see it's all covered with dust and everything. And the switch that switches it between radio or AM or whatever, it's gone. The pause button's gone, like it used to be right there. Um, it just covered in dust. This sits in my garage. I don't even know how, when the last time was I turned this thing on. Um, but it sits there. I've had this for 20 plus years. At some point or another, this was a big deal. Before we had iPods and stuff, this is what we did. We just put a, a rubber band around our head strapped it on. That was a big deal at some point. This is part of a TV mounting bracket that went to a stand, like a floor stand. 
And my son just moved up to Dallas and we moved him into his apartment and he didn't need this part, but there's these two huge steel rods that came up and the guy that was helping us move in had a saw that we could cut steel with. We just cut it off at the bottom. This is useless. That, that stand, that table at the time, glass top and everything, probably 300 bucks. This is literally a piece of garbage now. At the time, important and costly, right? What I want to show you guys is that every single one of these that you open today is going to end up like this someday. It's going to end up broken. It's going to end up as a cast off. It's going to end up as being something you don't even sure why you wanted it. Every single item that you open today or on Christmas day is going to be something that someday you're like, that's in the garbage now. I threw that away. Oh, that's not that important. I'm not going to take care of it anymore. Everything that you think you need ends up eventually being something that you throw away. So we want to ask that question, is this stuff the stuff that we really want? Really? What about the stuff that we really need? And I think that one of the reasons the holidays and Christmas can be so hard, can be so difficult for people, for some of us, is that it opens up not only old wounds from the past, this can be difficult as we look at the past and we think about what we didn't have or what happened to us sometime in the past, but also because it is sort of exposes the things that we don't have in life right now and what we really desperately need, right? The things that if we could just drill down and talk about what do I really need and this time of the year exposes those things. So instead of me asking you what you want for Christmas, what if I change the question and I say, what do, what do you need for Christmas? Can you evaluate? Can you look inside your own heart and say, this is what I really need? Maybe that helps some. And maybe we'd get some answers like, you know, man, a girlfriend. That's what I really need. Or I need a boyfriend. Or I need more money. Or I need a different car. Or I really need a successful career. Or I just need a different career. Or I need better kids. I just need to have a kid. I don't need any kids, right? We would... We would answer that question, what do you need really radically different? So when we think of what we need this Christmas, maybe we get, we'd get some answers beyond stuff. And we'd start to talk about some of the things that we're counting on filling us up inside. I think, I think deep in our hearts we understand that drones and watches and stereos and iPads and all, all that, they don't really fill us up. And I think we kind of know that sort of instinctually. So maybe we'd go a little bit deeper and we talk about some of the things, maybe some of the people that we think we need this time of the year that would take away guilt or take away some pain or take away suffering, maybe fulfill our longings. That's we, I've got this longing and if I could just have that or that person, that longing would go away. Things and people, we want things and people that we hope can give us meaning and purpose and happiness. But you know, when you think about it, that's a whole lot to put on somebody, isn't it? Right? That's a lot of weight for somebody to bear. That you would give me peace, love, meaning, and happiness. So if I'm just going to say, if under your tree this year, there's a Nintendo Switch or a Blaupunk stereo system, or a boyfriend, I don't know how that would happen, or a new wife, or a different family, Here's what I want to ask you, or a watch or a stereo, whatever it is. Do you really think that they can bear up under the weight of your hopes and your dreams and your fears? Can they handle that 
pressure that you might attach to them? Or do you think that each of those things or each of those people at some point or another are going to end up broken and discarded because we're just asking too much of them? Maybe the problem isn't that they're broken or that they don't work. Maybe the problem is I'm broken and I don't work. And the things that I want and the things that I think are going to fill me up, I end up throwing away because they're not fulfilling me the way that I want them to. So let me tell you real quickly, I'll be done, it won't be long. What I think we need this Christmas, what I think we need every day, it's two words, grace and mercy. I think we need grace and mercy. That's what you need. I don't care what you have or what you don't have. I don't care what you came in here thinking, my gosh, if, if that's in one of those presents, if I can just have that, I'll be the happiest person in the world. Let me explain to you, to all of us, what we need more than anything is grace and mercy. So before you drift off into all I need is this pastor to just be quiet so we can eat some stuff. Before you drift off there, let me kind of get into this, explain this, okay? There are gifts, and I, I'm not exaggerating, there are gifts all around us today. There's gifts back in that corner, there's gifts under the tree, there's gifts all across the stage. We're surrounded by these things. Here's what I want to tell our friends from Carter's Kids today. You don't deserve any of this. And it's not because you're any worse than anybody else or any better than anybody else. It's because you're one of us. None of us deserve anything. You don't deserve any of this. And let me tell you something else. You could never earn it. You could never come to this church and be good enough to earn the things that you're going to open today. You couldn't come to my house and be good enough to earn the things that you're going to open up today. You don't deserve any of this, and you don't earn any of this. Here's what I want to explain to all of us in this room and our Carter's kids. I want you to get this today. People went out of their way in time, expense, energy, resources to buy, wrap, bring, set up, and cook for you, not because you earned it or deserve it, and it is far more than you could ever expect or, or hope to earn. That's grace and mercy. And I want my Carter kids to get that today. You didn't deserve it, and you don't earn it. People went out of their way to expend at their own expense, their own time, their own energy, far above and beyond anything you could ever dream or imagine. That's grace and mercy, right? I'll tell you quickly another Christmas story that will help illustrate this. Holiday season, 1968. It's been a long time ago, right? Don't do the math, okay? But it's been a long time ago. 1968, two teenagers who I'm sure thought they were in love and that they could meet each other's needs and fulfill one another. And nine months later, a little baby boy comes out. Unmarried parents, 16-year-old mom. The dad doesn't know. Nobody ever told him that she was pregnant. She gets put away about month number five, which was common at the time. Put her in a group home for girls so that she could have that baby until she gave birth so nobody would, she wouldn't stay with her aunt for those four months. She sees the baby. She gives the baby up for adoption. Twelve days in an orphanage. That child had no name, no future, no hope, no home. Twelve days later, a young couple who is desperate for a son gets the call. And they show up and they take that baby home. Now, what did they give that child? Family, purpose, resources, security, clothing, food, all the physical needs, education, church life, spiritual life, a name, and I want you to understand, like, nameless for 12 days. Gave him a name, gave him a home. What did that baby deserve? Nothing. Do you understand that? Like, nothing. 
That baby deserved nothing. What did he receive? More than he could have ever thought or hoped for or dreamed of could be possible for him. That's grace and mercy. Now, what does all this have to do with Christmas? I just want to get some food and gifts and let's go, Pastor Joe. Christmas means that God looks beyond our lists and the things that we think that we want, the things that we think we need, and he gives us what we need, what we really need, what will make us most fulfilled, what really answers the deep needs and wants that we have inside of our souls. God knows that behind every list that we have, every thing that we list in our heads that we think we need and we want. He knows behind all that is what would set our souls free. God sees inside of us and he's like, okay, well, if I give them that, their souls will be set free. We're all born sinners. Sinners because we choose to sin and sinners because we are separated from God. God knew that about us, and he knew that we were stuck. He knew that we couldn't help ourselves. And I want you to think about your gifts today, okay? Think about the gifts that you're getting today. And the little baby Jesus and the little baby that I told you about earlier, you can't do anything for yourselves. So God had to purchase a way to make you and me right, to get us out of our sin and to get us to him, to make us new in our spirits and to save us from our sinfulness and from hell forever. So what does he do? At Christmas time, he gives us a gift. He sends us Jesus, who he will later, this sounds crazy, 30 years later, he'll take that little baby, who's now a man, and he'll put him on a cross, and he kills him because of our sin. What did Jesus do for you? He didn't give you an iPad. He didn't give you a home. He didn't give you stuff and clothing. He gave you what you need, what we all need more than anything else. He gave him the gift of his son to take away our sins. Jesus, who was born at Christmas and he got killed on that cross, he was raised three days later and he lives with God now. That is God's answer to you today for what you need most. Your sin problem, that's God's answer. It's not what we deserve, and it's more than we could ever hope for. Guys, that's grace and mercy. Titus chapter 2 says this, For the grace of God has appeared that offers salvation to all people, while we wait for the blessed hope, the appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us to redeem us from all wickedness, and to purify for himself a people that are his very own, eager to do what is good. That's grace. Titus chapter 3. At one time we were foolish, disobedient, deceived, enslaved by all kinds of passions and pleasures. We lived in malice and envy, being hated and hating one another. But when the kindness and mercy and love of our God and Savior appeared, he saved us, not because of righteous things that we had done, but because of his mercy. He saved us through the washing and the rebirth and renewal of the Holy Spirit whom he poured out on us generously through, our, through Jesus Christ, our Savior. That's mercy. Let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. Grace and mercy, guys. God looks at us and he says, at Christmas, that's what you need more than anything else. You need Jesus and I'll send you Jesus 
And sooner or later, you and I have to make some kind of decision. Am I going to fill up the biggest hole in my heart with Christ, or am I going to keep trying to shove junk into it? If you want this Christmas to be the best Christmas ever for you, man, our church family wants you to remember all that we've talked about, all that you see today. And I really can't exaggerate this for our Carter's Kids friends. Everything you see today is God's way of telling you grace and mercy. I love you. I've got something bigger for you. Don't ever forget that, Carter's kids. Everything you see in us today and everything you hear us say, sing, and do is God's way of telling you, I love you, and I've got something bigger for you. And it's not this stuff or this food. It's my son, and it's a relationship with him forever. It is a gift that we've received. Many of us in this room, we've received this gift, and we believe that it's going to save us for all time. Save our souls, and you can be saved too. So one more question about these gifts. So you're all going to get gifts, which is awesome. But I have a question for you. So we've wrapped them, bought them, purchased them, brought them to you this morning. We can bring them and put them in front of you and set them on the table and say, this is yours. But when does that gift become your gift? When you open it and you claim it for yourself. That same thing is true about Jesus Christ. God has paid the price, bought you what you need, wrapped it up in the crucifixion and the resurrection, and laid it before you. But knowing that is not the same thing as saying, that's mine. I received that. So some of us in this room, that's what you need to know this Christmas. Maybe many of us. That the best Christmas is that God has provided for us through Jesus Christ. We have to receive that gift of what Christ did for us. We had to trust it, put our faith in it, let him save us from our sins. Can we pray real quick? God, we thank you for Christmas. We thank you for uh, what Christmas means, what Christmas is all about. It's about Christ. It's about grace and mercy. God, we're so thankful that you saw beyond our silly little lists and you've given us what we need. Father, we thank you for what we've heard and what we're going to see today that you have provided for us far above and beyond anything we've ever deserved or anything we could ever earn. God, if there's someone in here this morning who needs to say, I need to call out to Christ and trust in him in the grace and mercy of God. God, I pray you'd call them to yourself now. They can do it right now. They can trust in you. And I pray that they would, Father. Thank you, Jesus, for coming at Christmas. Somebody can pray a prayer like this this morning. Thank you for coming at Christmas. Be in control of my life. Forgive me of my sins. Take care of me no matter what happens in my life. Thank you for Christmas. God, let people pray that prayer this morning and ask Jesus to save them. So we're going to celebrate Christ this morning. We're going to have a great time. We're going to party and eat probably more than we should. We're going to open presents. God, we thank you for your grace and mercy. We look forward to the rest of the morning. In your name we pray, amen.